Welcome to the Well Kind Better podcast. My name is Nicole Gergieva. I'm a holistic well-being coach and mindfulness guide. Every week I share knowledge, stories, and my best tips to help you elevate your well-being and mindset. Together, we explore tools and practices that support you in becoming a kinder and better version of yourself so you can bring your vision board to life. Take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, lovely human. I am so excited about recording today's episode because I believe that what I'm about to share today is super powerful. This whole thing and the whole topic actually started as one post on LinkedIn and it quickly grew into a little series because the more I was thinking about the topic, the more I was coming up with different examples that I wanted to share with everybody. So you know how I often talk about how the language that we use and the stories that we tell ourselves shape our reality. If we tell ourselves a story where we are the victim of our circumstances, we will experience our reality from a victim standpoint. But if we narrate our personal story in a more empowering way, then we will see more opportunities to take control of our lives and create the reality that we want to see. But this telling and narrating of the story This is not a static exercise. Our lives are not pre-written books that we can open at night in order to find out what happens in the next chapter. No, our life stories are written right now, in this exact second, as we live and breathe. We write the story with our mundane things, such as what we choose to have for breakfast or which bus to take to work. We also write our story with the big decisions that we make, such as committing to a relationship or moving to a different country. But most of all, we write our story every single second by consciously or subconsciously choosing the words that we use to tell our past, to describe our present, or to predict our future. This means that the most important and integral part of an empowering personal story is not what happens, but the words that we choose to describe it and think about it. In fact, in the first episode of this podcast, I shared about my decision and journey of leaving my job in order to pursue my business. In that story, I shared how I intentionally decided to stop saying that I quit my job because the word quit made me feel like a quitter and I know that I'm not one. So instead, I started saying that I have decided to leave my job and in this simple way, I regained the ownership of that important moment of my life. So that's a very simple example of how the words that we use can empower us or disempower us. Long story short, you have heard me say this before and you will for sure hear me say this again in the future. The words that you choose to tell your story really, really matter. Now, this being said, today I want to share with you three powerful language shifts to help you take full ownership of your life. I'll start with one sentence that many of us use very, very often, not to say maybe even daily. And this sentence is, I don't have time. We often complain that we don't have time to pursue our personal goals, to keep in touch with friends or family, or to take care of our well-being. I mean, how often do you say something like, oh, I wish, but I don't have time. And it's not only that we feel we often don't have to do these more quote-unquote important things, 
but we also feel short on time for the things that we want to do that are just fun, that fill our cup and bring us joy. Which actually makes sense, right? If we don't have time to keep in touch with our friends, then it is highly unlikely that we will find the time to hit that painting class that we have been dreaming of going to for the last two years. But what if, and please approach this with an open mind, what if the problem is not that we don't have time? We all have the same 24 hours every day, and we all know people who seem like they have time for all of these cool and fun things. So how do they do it? Well, I come to think that it's not so much a matter of our time management skills, but it is about our prioritization skills. So here is the first language shift. What if we stop saying, I don't have time, and we start saying, this is not a priority for me. Let's imagine that instead of saying that you don't have time to spend with your partner, you say this, spending time with my partner is not a priority for me. Or instead of saying, I don't have time to invest in my personal goals, you say, investing in my personal goals is not a priority for me. The new versions just don't sit quite well, right? But let us take it a step further. Think about the things that you spend your time on in the last few days. Choose a few things that you think weren't very productive, but you spent quite some time on them anyway. I'll take this example. A few days ago, I spent way too much time on Pinterest looking for color templates for my Instagram profile. And I was doing that instead of doing a task that I knew was important for my business. So I already spent my time on this and there is no going back. And now I just want to check whether it was a good investment of my time. So I can tell myself, spending two hours on Pinterest is a priority for me. And I can tell you that it kind of feels like, ouch. Just like saying spending time with my partner is not a priority for me, saying that spending one hour on Pinterest is a priority just doesn't sit quite well. So this language play is a super simple yet so powerful way to check in with your priorities and to see whether you're spending your time in the right places. The next time you're tempted to say that you don't have time, ask yourself, is this a priority for me? And if the answer is a full-hearted yes, I bet that you will move some things around and make the time. The second powerful language shift is about something that I believe we say even more often. And it is the phrase, I can't. While sometimes this statement represents a very realistic boundary or limitation, it quite often indicates a fixed mindset towards a specific situation or a task. And I really want to underline that it doesn't mean that you have a fixed mindset towards everything in life, but about the specific thing that you're talking about. And we are all guilty of this in some areas more than others. For example, your I can't soft spot might be fitness. I can't run because I'm not made for it. Or I can't go to the gym because I'm shy and everybody's going to look at me. Or I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. Or it can be related to learning new things. I can't do my taxes because I was so bad at math in school. Or I can't learn Spanish because when I was sixth grade, my Spanish teacher told me that I have a really bad pronunciation. Or I can't learn to play guitar because I don't have a very good ear for music. But my question is, can't you though? This is the second amazing language shift. 
instead of saying I can't, say I choose not to. I choose not to go to the gym. I choose not to do yoga. I choose not to learn how to play the guitar. I choose not to learn how to speak Spanish. And here is the truth. Your ability to learn anything is beyond your imagination. It's true that some things come easier to you than others. For example, it was much easier for me to learn the steps to a new Zumba class than it was to learn how to create a website. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who would feel quite the opposite. That for them it would be much easier to sit down and learn how to create a website from scratch rather than to go to a Zumba class with 50 other people and learn the steps for the first time. But you know what? With enough time and motivation and persistency, I did it. And I created not one, not two, but actually a few websites. So the next time you hear yourself saying, I can't, pause and consider whether you're experiencing a genuine restriction, such as, for example, I can't breathe underwater, or whether you're making a choice. I can't launch a podcast. And don't let the words that you use block you from the countless opportunities that you have around you to grow and to achieve your goals. So, so far we covered two language shifts. The first was regarding time and the second regarding your ability to do stuff. Let's combine these two. Now look at this. The next time your parents invite you over for dinner and you roll your eyes and you say, I'm sorry, I can't because I don't have time. Think about whether you're actually saying something like this. I'm sorry, I choose not to come to dinner because this is not a priority for me. Do you see what a powerful shift of reality and of emotions just a few different words can make? It's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? Okay, so I think I really proved my point with that parent example that so many of us can actually relate. So let us end this episode on a more positive note. The last phrase I suggest we quit and reframe is, I have to. I bet that most of us say I have to like a million times a day for all kinds of things. I have to go to work, I have to walk the dog, I have to cook dinner, etc, etc. And sometimes when we say these things, we feel a sense of unspoken burden. Oh, what a burden it is to walk the dog today in the snow. Or, oh my God, how much I wish I didn't have to cook dinner today. But if we pause and we look closely at these things, aren't most of them actually little blessings? Isn't it amazing that you have a dog in your life that gives you all of its love and attention? And isn't it a small blessing that you can take care of it and its happiness by going for a little walk in the fresh air? Isn't it a blessing to have food in the fridge and being able to cook whatever your creative mind comes up with? And isn't it a little blessing to share that meal with a partner or a friend or even just with yourself while watching your favorite TV show? And isn't it a blessing to have a job, any job, that pays your bills and allows you to treat yourself to a delicious cup of coffee or a beautiful vacation? You know, sometimes I really wish we don't disregard these daily little miracles so easily. And I actually think I just said that more as a reminder for myself, but it's also a reminder for everybody who is listening. In many situations in our extra comfortable modern lives, we don't have to do things. We get to do them. So this is the last powerful language shift. Instead of saying I have to, try saying I get to. Instead of saying I have to go to the gym, say 
I get to go to the gym because my body is healthy and capable. Instead of saying, I have to do this boring task, say something like this. I get to do this boring task because I have a job that pays my bills. Instead of saying, I have to call my parents, say this. I get to call my parents because they're still here and what a blessing that is. And I'm saying this as a person who has lost a parent and oh my God, I would give so many things in my life to have the opportunity to pick up the phone and make that call. So when we start recognizing the blessings that are everywhere around us, we will start approaching our daily responsibilities with so much more gratitude and joy. And isn't that a much more beautiful way of living our lives? And so here they are, our three powerful language shifts to take radical ownership of your life. First of all, take ownership of your time by saying, this is not a priority for me, instead of saying, I don't have time. Then, take ownership of your infinite abilities by saying, I choose not to, instead of, I can't. And finally, take ownership of all of the little blessings in your life by saying, I get to, instead of, I have to. And that's all for today, lovely humans. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with the humans around you or on social media. This really helps the podcast to reach more people and grow. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and that you get to try at least one of these super powerful language shifts and see what happens. And I will see you next Monday for another well-being conversation.